of the Living Geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 128 of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We are going to talk about Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, NXT. We're going to take some questions from the audience, and we're also going to uh, talk a little bit about Money in the Bank. Not too much, so don't get excited. My name is John, and joining me this week, as she is every week, is the Matthew Riddle to my Jeff Cobb, Marianne. Hi. Oh, hello. I'm I'm smiling in my best Matt Riddle smile right now. You're, it's hurting my face. You are the king of bros. Bro, I was almost going to wear my Mojo Rally shirt. That would be great. Um, I think I said that last week. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I uh, got back from L.A. this weekend. I went to a podcasting mixer. Yes. And I met extravaganza. Uh, yeah, I met some some new people. So hello, new people who I told about the podcast. Um, podcast a palooza. Yeah, I had some nice conversations about the programs for a while, um, and it was cool. It was good times. And uh, yeah, so uh, what's up with you? Um, nothing really. I mean, I was supposed to get paid today, and then their QuickBooks got all messed up, so I didn't get paid today. And I'm going to PWG tomorrow, so I won't have my paycheck. Because it's not direct deposit. Ew. It's not? Why is it not direct deposit? Because they just don't there. My other job is direct deposit, but I don't know how much I'm going to get paid. I get paid on Friday, so I'll get paid like midnight tonight. But it probably won't be very much because it's my other job. But, I mean, I've been feeling pretty cruddy this week, too, which is stupid. Have you ever just, like, not felt good? Like, you ate something that didn't agree with you, and you're just like, meh. Every, for like a couple days every day of my life oh well in that case you <laughs> you feel it right now um but yeah i've been wearing heels and stuff to work which is a very bizarre feeling i feel like an adult oh um yeah it's super weird and then today they had the comcast guy come and set up the internet and he freaking knocked out the phones and they kept going out the phones and the internet and so we would have like really high maintenance people calling and then it would drop the call in the middle of the call and then they'd try and call back and the phones didn't work Geez, that sounds not fun. It was wonderful. How's work going besides that? Um, pretty good. Um, I I switched the settings on the front desk phone where I work to German, <laughs> <laughs> just to be an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, my one of my coworkers got me coffee the other day. That was pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's. I still wish I didn't have to sit down as long as I do, but get paid way more, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, part of the I job. Feel like, yeah, I feel like I was going to tell you something, but then I like totally forgot, so it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, cool beans. Well, I will tell you that I had a uh, quick scare. Uh, I didn't for about twenty four hours. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go to the New Japan shows. I saw. What is up with that? My work is moving. And they're moving like literally week. moving. Yeah, we're moving buildings. We're moving to a bigger building. And I was under the impression that I would have to be um, there that weekend. But um, good for us. That is not the case. Good for you know me and for Courtney and for. Is Richard going? Uh, I believe Richard is going. I think he's only going Sun Saturday. I think. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. He told me he's just going one day. I can't remember what day it was. Okay. Well, at least he's going. Yes. So. And I'm That's very, good. very excited. I'm still going to be able to go. I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring my equipment with me that weekend. And I think Courtney and I are going to do a little podcasting if we have pictures time. with Naito or it didn't happen. Oh, well, it didn't happen because I'm not getting pictures with Naito. But John, hmm. why not? Uh, I don't know, cause I I don't know. I just didn't do it. That sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm not eh. really too bummed about it. I'd rather just being in the same room as him is good enough for you. Yeah, and I'd rather spend more time with uh, other people than waiting in a line to get a picture with him. Oh my god, yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay, so let us talk about Monday Night Raw, shall we? Yes, I will say ahead of time, and it occurred to me 
about three quarters of the way through because I knew the the card and such for Raw because I look it up ahead of time so I know because I the Hulu does the abridged version. Yeah. Hulu decided to do the Monday Night Raw abridged version with no women. Wow, they got rid of all the women match, all the women stuff. Everything, everything. Was everything else there? Um, it was that Rock, would be insane. Dean, Seth, Heath, and Rhino, Enzo and Cast. Two out of three falls. No, they cut out a lot. Yeah, I know. Holy hell! All right. Yep. So, start of the show, we have Brock and Paul. They are in the ring. They are uh, very angry about Samoa Joe. Paul they... Heyman, like now more than ever. Reminds me of like a really extravagant like Seinfeld character. Explain. Like he's very Newman esque. Do you know what I mean? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I can see that. His 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 delivery and his style of character, just like the conniving kind of. It just it just seems like the type of like comedic villainous character that freaking like passive aggressive character that like George would get into a fight with at work. Like, I don't know how to describe. Like, I don't know. But, like, I don't know. That segment was long as fuck. Yes. It, yeah, it was. It was very long. And then they, like, got into a fight, which we, like, all knew was going to happen. But, Yeah, dude, but it was a it was a all right pull apart. I, I didn't mind it. Imagine, like, Curtis Axel and Kurt Hawkins just getting paid to show up and break up a fight. Because that was the thing that happened. That was a thing that happened. And, uh... Very How great was the Mets gear on <laughs> the freaking Mets colors all over Kurt Hawkins? Well, he's always representing, so we appreciate that. <laughs> always. Uh, let's see. Then we had um, Elias Sampson. He sang us a song about Dean Ambrose. Honestly, the way he plays sometimes makes me think that he's making it up as he goes. And if that's the case, fucking bravo. And his song was interrupted by Dean Ambrose. Well... Why would you pick a feud with somebody who just, you know, just loves to interrupt people and then get all mad about it? That Okay, know. that being said, how much, like, Elias Samson, to me, his character is turning into, like, the scruffy ghost of Damien Sandow. <laughs> Do you see what the I mean? Scru- he looks a lot like Damien Sandow. The scruffy ghost of Damien Sandow. Look at it. He's like the, I don't know, man. He's like one of the haunty ghosts from, like, fucking Christmas Carol or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. That match was really quick paced. Yes, it was. I I rather enjoyed it. Uh we had some Ms shenanigans at the end and uh Elias Sampson picks Ms. up Ms shenanigans. Picks up Ms shenanigans, picks up the win. <laughs> My Okay, every time, okay. Um the frenzied offensive style of 2017 Dean Ambrose, like you you know exactly what everybody knows exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. That shit wouldn't even be effective in a mosh pit. <laughs> Dean Ambrose in a mosh pit with those moves would be like the weakest mosh moves of all time. That do you know would. what I mean? Yes. Like, uh, I don't know. But I also hate listening to Michael Cole. Like whenever he says WWE, he like overly enunciates it. The W. Yeah. And he sounds like he's hurting himself. And I can't like help but think about how funny it would be to hear him try and say it in French. Like he would 100% die. Because <laughs> W in French is double 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 A. Like that A eh? at the end. But do when you watch like this could just be said for any match in general. This is just be like weird, like offside. I laugh whenever I imagine like the referee. You know how you know how they're always like, hey man, and they try and get them to do things and they never listen? Yes. Like I laugh whenever I imagine a wrestling referee that, like, if one existed, that takes his job, like, 100% seriously kayfabe. Like, like he gets home from work and his wife's like, hi, honey, how was work? Is it doing any better? And he's like, nah, not really, Sharon. I'm really getting this feeling that they might be paying these dudes to not listen to anything I say. You know? <laughs> Am I just being paranoid? I don't know, man. It could be Maybe a thing. you are. Maybe you are. Maybe. How depressing of a life you would be living as a kayfabe ref. A very, very depressing life. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Dean was so next level campy in this that I'm actually completely comfortable saying that Elias Sampson was the better performer in that match. My God. 
Do uh, am I wrong? How soured are have you on Dean Ambrose? Um, I'm looking at like three pictures of Dean Ambrose in my room right now, so I'm not too sour. But um, it, I, I get frustrated. Enough. I get frustrated. Like one of my biggest peeves is just seeing wasted potential, and that's all I'm seeing with Dean Ambrose. And so I'm more, I'm more just like. He could do so much better. I don't know. He could. I agree. He could do so much better. Yeah. But um, Samson with the win in a misdraction. Yes. We then had um, another Gold Dust promo, which was followed much later in the evening by another R-Truth promo. Uh, we had a Miz Angle segment, which basically had the... Who had, why can't I not remember? Oh, yes, never mind. He was I, trying to get he was trying, trying to get Dean Ambrose like kicked out of the build. I was trying to remember where we were going in this promo, but I didn't write down. Uh Angle basically says, Don't ever talk to me like this again. He brings up the personal issues, whatever those may be. Because Miz is all knowing, all hail. All hail the Miz. And Angle says, Go find yourself a tag team partner because you're gonna you're gonna face um Heath Slater and Rhino. What a punishment. Uh, we then had a match, which I you apparently said they, they skipped, but I will talk about it um, because something that happened in this match I did not enjoy at all. Uh, we had Noam Dar. You just made the list. Taking oh, on, what a little dreamboat. Taking on Cedric Alexander. And this had probably, for two nights in a row, one of the worst things I've ever fucking seen. Um, a FaceTime conversation that we could all hear. Um, oh my God. Did you not see this? No, I did. I did know about it because I had retweeted a screen cap from that particular moment. And it was just a brilliantly timed one. Did you see which one I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I did. It's so brilliant. But, but I, I'm aware that that was a thing that happened. Oh, it was so bad because we had Alicia on the for fucking titantron the entire time the match is going on and granted it wasn't a long match um but just all the way down to the ring during the very short match after the match and it's just so annoying it was such a waste such a waste of time such a waste of my little noam more on that later oh i love him so much <laughs> we had a um segment between um Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins, and I didn't really care about that. It was five fucking minutes long yeah. before Seth interrupted. Yes. Like, honestly, <laughs> what I did think was funny, though, um, I was real heartbroken because I thought that this was going to take the angle of Seth no-selling the shit out of everything Bray does, yeah. and then he got all really unconvincingly scared after the lights went out, and my hopes were dashed. <laughs> but how fucking funny would it be if the lights came back on too early before bray was finished like scuttling up the ramp that'd be like great. a shrimp that'd be fine and he's that. like he's like caught like scuttling like a little <laughs> crab or something and it gets real awkward because the lights weren't supposed to come on yet that would be <laughs> the funniest fucking thing to me oh my god i would die we then had uh Kalisto versus apollo cruz and i don't have any notes i just just says Kalisto versus Apollo Crews, and that's it. That's literally the that that is the, the entire extent. rundown of yeah. that match. We then had. <laughs> I could not have done it any better myself, John. We thank you. <laughs> we then had a Miz Heath Slater and Rhino segment where Rhino is still continuing the cheese and crackers gimmick, which is my favorite thing of all time. Dude, I don't know what the fuck just happened in that either. So it was great. I absolutely loved it. It was good stuff. Then, he was like stuffed all in his mouth, and then he was like playing the game of Chubby Bunny, but with cheese crackers. And then I, I'm pretty sure Heath legit just laughed at him. Probably. It was pretty funny. Heath um, is the best. Agreed. You know who else is the best? Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. Alexa Bliss comes out, and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty great. And I was sitting there, and I said to myself, yeah, you are. Then Nia Jax came out and she said, hey, you owe me like a real title shot, not whatever that was last week. And then Mickey James and Dana Brooke come out and they say, Nia, don't listen to her. She's lying. And Alexa says, I'm not. And then Emma comes out. The return, the, the 17th return of Emma. Actual Emma. 
tiny, tiny three-quarter gloves, Emma. Yes. Uh, she comes out and she says, all right, I'm here to take my rightful place in uh, in this division. She and... always looks like she's coming out to play like a really, really hardcore game of like street hockey. She has <laughs> like like the hockey shoulder pads or like the football shoulder pads or she looks like a Super Saiyan. Street hockey, Emma. And that's Emma. it. That's it. <laughs> That's like most of her gimmick is just that, and it's great, and I love it. She just loves street hockey. They, it's like, yeah, they just took the 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 Super Saiyan shoulder pads from uh, WrestleMania two years ago and just spray painted them black and gave them to Emma. Would she be a Super Saiyan then? No, because they're black. Ah, uh, well, I don't know then. It would have to be like a yellow, white, and blue, I believe, which uh, is a terrible color combo. So everybody's out, and Alexa starts to say something, and then Sasha Banks' music hits. And Alexa goes, oh, here we go, which was great. And uh, Sasha, cheap shots. I'm calling it a cheap shot. Alexa. And then we get a, um, a six no, women's tag team. No, everything with Alexa is a fair shot. No, it was a cheap yes, shot. Yes, no. She did put her arm around her, though, which was, I was like, personal space, Sasha. Let's go, huh? There, that picture was great that somebody posted of that. Then we had a... Um, Six women's tag team match between Alexa, Naya, and Emma taking on Dana Brooke, Sasha, and Mickey. Match was fine. Kind of just broke down at the end when Alexa decided to leave her team high and dry. Obviously, that's so predictable. Uh, we then had, and I just didn't even, uh, we had Heath Slater and Rhino taking on The Miz and his mystery tag team partner who turned out to be that fucking bear from last week. Um, there's the no bear. way because he said Miz you have to find up Miz would not have picked the fucking bear he didn't pick the bear Miz didn't even fucking try at all Miz was going out there expecting his partner to be Maurice but honestly I hope this if this storyline doesn't lead to a dramatic celebrity divorce style plot I'm going to be so disappointed <laughs> like like TMZ status really dramatic like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian like it'd be great I'm for it um not for divorce but you know what I mean right right right. but honestly I like did not even want to watch this oh I barely watched it I fast forward watched it um I saw I am so sorry Lord Miz I have sinned I could not watch you be slandered by this mockery of a wrestling match uh, the bear, Please forgive me. The bear turned out not to be Ambrose, and then it did. I don't know. They did a twin magic. Twin bear, twin magic. Uh, is, is that the name of this episode? I had street street hockey, Emma. <laughs> I'll put bear twin magic. I'm not sure if I can find a picture of the bear, two bears together, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll figure it I'll out. I'll try. Uh, we then had the king of the cruiserweights, the new nasty Neville, taking on. Rich Swan. Um, do you follow Neville on Twitter? I do not, but I've seen some of his tweets. They're hilarious. They're very good. Uh, the match never actually got started as Neville just kind of destroyed Rich Swan. And uh, then Neville, who apparently has become a good promo. I mean, we kind of knew this after a little while. I just have the note Neville's such a good promo. Uh, he cuts a promo about. He's such a good promo. He is. <laughs> He cuts a, a fine promo. This is what happens when you become creature the house elf. I guess so. And uh, he he calls out uh, Tozawa. Well, he calls out Titus O'Neil for saying that Tozawa is going to beat him, and uh, you know, creating some buzz for the Titus brand. And it was pretty good little promo. What an easy shot! Call out Titus O'Neil. Yeah, right. That makes you look real strong, Neville. Real strong. Uh. Raw kind of sizzled for me at the end here. Oh, no. It was straight garbage. Uh, We had Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows taking on Enzo and Cass. And guess what? Cass has been attacked again. We see the revival in the background. Uh, The big show comes out for whatever reason again. And... Thank God you're telling me what happened because I do not care at all. Uh, That's I didn't watch it. Enzo and the big show have some weird thing backstage. And... Big Cass is jealous or something. I don't know. I didn't really care, honestly. Uh, then we had the main event, which I started to watch. And I said, you know what? I'm going to see what the ending is. Then I saw what the ending is. And then I stopped watching. It was a uh, two out of three falls match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships between the Hardy Boys and Cesaro and Sheamus. Well, to be honest, the first fall was like 
in less than two minutes, and that's not a good sign by itself for the rest of the match. Well, I mean, usually that's kind of how two out of three falls matches go. They got that get was that... real fast, though. Yeah, they got to get that first fall out of the way, and then they, you know, even it up. Unless it's the, like, unless it's the BDK from Chikara, and they just win two falls to none. Ah, uh, BDK. Uh, well, days. technically, it could have been BDK because you know Cesaro. Hot. See what I did there. True. Anyways, what up? Um, I watched that. Uh, what what Chikara was that where Donst unmasked himself as the BDK? Oh, as and Vol- I lost my Vol- mind. Voldor. Uh, uh, no, Vokader. Vo- oh, yes. Um, can Voldor. I just say though, Cesaro is literally the only reason I watch Raw. Like, if I didn't have to already for this podcast, yeah, is that wrong? No. Cesaro is like the dreamiest of all dreamboats. I love him. I don't know. But he's like, I, I watch Raw because I want to su- like support Cesaro in literally everything he does. He's the <laughs> best. Also, he liked my tweet the other day, and I have never been so excited before. Nice. Like, out of any wrestling, like any wrestler interaction I've ever had, Cesaro liking my tweet is like the peak, dare I say, the peak of technique, tweet technique. Wow. Oh, Oh, man, I'll be here all week. My God. Keep uh, in mind, this is coming out on Friday, so I'll just be here till tomorrow. It it ended on a double countout, and who cares? Yeah, man, who cares? All right. So Not let's, me. Let's go to a confirmed A show, as always, SmackDown Live. Um, we opened the show. With a huge reminder that it is, in fact, the A show. Uh, yes. We opened the show with just a big brass band playing the new day to the ring which was just like the greatest thing ever how great was that giant guy with the trombone he was great they were all great it was pretty fucking fantastic i love that some real marching band callbacks yeah i love that it went like the new day came out and then the usos came out you know just spitting the hot fire oh and we got to talk about this uh this Uso shirt. What the fuck, man? I'm pretty I got news upset. that it was a new Uso shirt and I got real excited. I went on the website and then I got really disappointed. I immediately I immediately texted John and told him about it cuz I had said like that is like the one thing I'm waiting for. What the fuck? It's um I mean it, I don't know why it needs the down since di- the down since part. Just get rid of the down since part at the yeah, top. Yeah, and then they changed the font. Like, they just changed the lettering so it's got, like, the weird other part to it. Yeah. Honestly, like, you could probably, because it's such a plain design by itself, you could probably just make it. Yeah, I really wanted that. I, I really want to do that because um, I want a glittery H. Yeah, I'm, I, hope, it. I hope they realize their mistakes, but they won't. They won't because, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm well, even fine with the... Uh, with the little back Usos print, which I why? Because I mean, it's an Usos shirt. Yeah, and I mean, like every WWE shirt has to have something on the front and also on the back for some reason. Except Dean Ambrose shirts. Oh, that's Wait. true. No. Oh yeah, I know he does have. Well, a lot of his shirts do have that, but my, not all of them. Yeah, my unstable has the DA on the back of it. I forgot about. You that. have a Dean Ambrose shirt? Yeah, I have an unstable Dean Ambrose shirt. What? Yeah. Ask me how many unstable Dean Ambrose shirts I have. I'm gonna say you have ten. Is that too I had to count little? in my head like three is the proper answer. Oh. Three like ones that say unstable on them. Oh, okay. Uh, but if you count my wallet, which I'm currently looking at. What up? Anyways. Uh, yeah. If you, okay, here's my, here's a real tough question. If you had to pick a favorite New Day member, who would it be? Oh, The wow. toughest question of 2017 so far, right? What a question. Marianne with the questions. I think, man, that's so hard. I, I mean, it's... Because they complement each other so well that they you can't do. really... Which one do you identify the most well, with? Well, actually, here's what's here's what's going to happen. I'll, I'll tell you who my favorite one is. And I, I think it is from this match where I laughed very hard when um, Tyler Breeze tagged in Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods told him to do the thing, do the thing. And then he did the thing, which was a tag team move. And Xavier said to, I believe it was Kofi, he said, we used to be a team in NXT. (laughs) And I was like, brilliant. That's the best. So I would say Xavier Woods is my favorite member of New Day. For me, it's totally Kofi. 
I identify so much with Kofi, like this weird, like quirky excitement that he always has. That's like really exaggerated, but also super genuine at the same time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I'm just like so happy that this is what he's doing now. Yeah. Instead, instead of like killing himself in a match in every (laughs) pay-per-view, which is the one that he's always, he's always in money in the bank, right? Where he like almost kills himself every single time. Oh, and he's good on you, Kofi. Not in that match this year. I know. Wow. On to uh, better things. Uh, but yeah, that match slash segment thing, it just kept getting better. Oh yeah. Just it like was... when 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 Brizongo came out and freaking Tyler Breeze just said book him Dango. Book and I just Dango. sat there and Fandango got this look on his face and I was like, suddenly I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, what is this going to turn into? Like Fandango is like my favorite. Wearing his cop hat backwards. Yes, so good. I haven't seen anyone do that that isn't like a confused seven-year-old. <laughs> For real. But it was it was fucking great. Yeah, the match was uh, a lot of fun. I really liked it. Um, like Fandango flipping over the top rope, attempting a lariat to his death. Yes. What the fuck? My goodness. Oh, man. More on them later. We had the uh, backstage segment with AJ, Shinsuke, and Sammy where AJ was explaining to Shinsuke that Sammy gets a little overexcited for main event matches, so just watch out for that. And uh, Sammy at first was not excited and then became excited. Because he wouldn't let them talk. Yes, he did a lot of movements and left. And then Shinsuke said... He is so awkward. He is. And Shinsuke like, said, I like him. <laughs> yeah, he would. That's exactly what AJ said. You would. Um, but <laughs> Sami Zayn is like so awkward and weirdly naive. I can't like, he's like the butters of the WWE. Ooh, that's me. He's the bu- <laughs> he is the butters of the WWE. Gets no respect. None. And he's like the nicest. He's so happy-go-lucky and disgustingly naive and just... I don't know. Butters is my favorite character, too, in South Park. So Professor what does Chaos. that tell you? <laughs> Professor Chaos. Now, um, I will just let Marianne talk about this next segment, which involved one Mojo Rowley. You just made the list. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love him so much. This, okay, this backstage thing was, the reason it existed was 100% for all the people who did not watch Talking Smack last week because everybody knew that he yeah. fucking killed it. And they're like, okay, we need to do that for everybody to see. And so it was basically just like a short rundown of basically what he said last week. But at the end, we got a surprise Zack Ryder coming yeah. back, looking like he's been stranded on an island for six <laughs> months, and they just cleaned him up and threw him into a suit. Zach, like Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway. Zach is a back, bros. So uh, the hype bros getting back together. They do have some unfinished business as a team because if you recall, they were the number one contenders. This is true. Dude, Zach, Zach Ryder looked so old when it <laughs> panned to him, though. Yeah. He had like Triple H level forehead wrinkles he did and he looked like super leathery that's why i said he looked like he's been stranded on a desert island like yes, definitely with just coconuts for friends i don't know dude it was weird he just he looked like when you clean up a homeless person that's been living outside for a long time and just like by that. clean them up you mean just put them in clothes just cut their hair and put them in nice clothes he yeah. just looked very uncomfortable and out of place <laughs> poor zach oh well that's what happens when you're not dating Emma anymore. Wow. Confirmed. He's Confirmed. Da- he's dating somebody else though. He's dating some Someone from TNA. Yeah. Well, I hope they're happy, I guess. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. It's just uh, aw- anyway, speaking of awkward things, we had a Naomi versus Tamina match. It still warms my heart to see people so ho- hyped for Naomi. Oh, me too. I'm talking about the Tamina aspect of this match. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, honestly though, she didn't do half bad for Tamina standards. <sighs> Oh, boy. All right. Okay. She didn't. I've seen her do way worse. No, I agree. <laughs> but um, I can see... Okay, let's just talk about Lana for a second here. Oh, um, let's t- let us talk about Lana. I can see her going over what she's doing as she's doing it in her head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
like she's concentrating. I can see her doing the counting the steps in her head as she's doing them. And she's like terrified of fucking up or something. Like she looks so nervous that honestly, I wish this would happen. I wouldn't be surprised if she started accidentally walking with her arms swinging to match her legs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Like when you're thinking too hard and the, like you're just so out of it. Like that's honestly like like somebody like an alien that doesn't know how to properly operate a human body. Yeah. I don't know. But she just <sighs> for one thing, it takes her too long to get to the ring. And like I said last week, Tamina's facial expressions like I live for them. Like her face was just, oh, for fuck's sake, are you done <laughs> the entire time? The We Want Rusev chance, fucking ouch. Yeah, right. If that doesn't fucking punch you in the face confidence-wise, dude. Because everybody used to be like, we want Lana. Now everybody's like, nope, we've had enough. We're done now. Let's get Rusev back. Hey, thanks. Like Handsome Rusev. Dude, I can't believe that was Jaren's name on his tag for Fanime. Well. That's the greatest thing. But um, why does she come, keep coming out in that same dress? I have no idea. I assume they what? they Just don't. Know, John. <laughs> uh, I I feel like they don't want her to reveal her gear yet. At this point, she better be fucking wrestling in it because no, she, it's no, a she's, bit much. She's not going to wrestle in that. She has gear. The gear is just the same dress but shorter. <laughs> I mean, it might Watch. be. I'm not sure. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> no, I've seen her some of her stuff um, on NXT house shows, so she does have proper gear. I mean, if if Tyler Breeze can wrestle in a dress, so can you, Lana. True. Um, we then had the fantastic entrance of one Jinder Mahal, and then he talked for a bunch, and then Randy Orton did something. I don't know. And then Randy Orton stood all creepily, all sweaty in the crowd. Yeah. Like like a pan out of a villain in an action movie, like Liam Neeson or some shit, or just <laughs> Liam Neeson in Taken. And then I just expected some fat fan to walk by, and then once he gets past the screen, Randy Orton's like gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he just passes him by. And he's just gone. Oh, my God. That's how that ended. It was really awkward. And then, like, later when, like, Renee interviewed him, I was like, why the fuck are you so winded? You barely did anything. Why are you so out of breath? It's hard being the apex predator. (laughs) (laughs) Which could be another title. (laughs) Uh, We then had a, a segment in which Kevin Owens said to Dolph Ziggler... Hey, man, I know it's late, but I could go for some big breakfast right now. What do you think? And Ziggler said, I'm unimportant, but sure, I'll eat breakfast. And then Baron Corbin was there, too. <sighs> Marianne makes... loved this segment because Kevin Owens said, I don't like you to Baron Corbin. He, no, 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 no. Kevin Owens was like, I've never related to him so much in my fucking life. But nothing makes Corbin look bad quite like being in a room of with two guys who are actually really good speakers fair and like he just it it was like this is a good segment and then baron corbin opened his mouth and i was like oh wait never mind they're acting this isn't real um takes me right out of that moment but kevin owens oh my fucking god what was it that he said he was like i don't like you and he was like and i don't like you either but not as much as i don't like him Yeah, something like that. But it was the most brilliant thing because, as we know at this podcast, we don't watch Dolph Ziggler matches. Or Dolph Ziggler (laughs) is the new Seamus. Sorry, Seamus. But I hate Baron Corbin. So, naturally, I don't like either of them. So, that was like, I... Kevin Owens. Thank you. Yeah, just Thank you for the gift set that describes my taste in wrestling. The new face of America. And they decide we should work together as a team and injure the other three people so that we can be the only three remaining. Kevin Owens with race. some hardcore actual logic right there. Though. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, we then had a Charlotte versus Natalia match. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, Natalia kipped up out of a leg lock. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was fucking awesome. That Charlotte. What's the point in running ropes if you're not even going to hit them hard enough for them to move? Because I know they're not that stiff. I don't know. I she don't like know. she'll run ropes just for the look of running ropes. But then like when she hits it, she barely touches it. Hmm. But at least she's not like overly touching it like John Cena. True. But um it's either she weighs nothing or they're stiff, but I don't think they're stiff at all. Natalia takes bumps 
Like Natalia, they, this match was good because they made each other look equally strong and they're both good wrestlers. Yeah. They're both two of the best on SmackDown. Yeah. Except when Natalia bumps the natural selection and goes the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they can't all be zingers, I guess. Yeah. Well, but she reminds me of like one of those, um, those weighted bobble punching bags. Or like, or like, oh my god! Or better yet, I don't know if you'll get this. She's like a mighty bean. A mighty bean? Do you know what mighty beans are? No. They were like these little uh, weighted, like plastic things that were shaped like beans, and they would do them in like different superheroes and stuff. But you would knock them over, and they always bounced back up again. And huh. that was like the thing about them. But Natalia, it's like it's super easy to fucking knock her over, apparently. But then she bounces right back up again. She's like punching a balloon that's tied to a string, and it just goes down, and then it just floats back up again. <laughs> what? Do you know what? It, it was like Charlotte would hit her with like these really pussy ass like chops and then she would fly back like it was the hardest thing she'd ever experienced in her life oh and then she would bounce back up i just googled what a mighty bean is and i see it now i haven't i have an iron man mighty bean or my mom does in her tiny cabinet of tiny things mighty true story the mightiest of all beans you know what (laughs) you know what the mightiest of all things though the next segment oh i was so happy because i mean earlier in the uh Oh, wait, you know what? I forgot to do this, and I can do it now. Um, earlier in the night, we did have a Brizongo. You know, they were in a match, and it was pretty good. But then, out of nowhere, we got the Fashion Files. You just made the list! And, I mean, if if we're talking, I think this might have been the weakest one out of all of them, but it was still pretty good. I don't know. It was... I think what made up for it was the fact that, okay, two things. Why are Tyler Breeze's legs smoother looking than mine? They're also very tattooed. No, that's that's uh, uh, Fandango. I knew oh, that sorry. he was super tatted, but I was in for, that was way more shocking than I had expected. Yeah. Like, I everybody was like, what the hell? Like, his legs are just absolutely covered in tattoos. He's very bottom heavy with his tattoos. Yes, he is. Like a proper fraction. Oh, see what I did there? <laughs> um... But his voiceovers at the beginning of Fashion Files, do you remember when I made you watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Yes. The way Fandango voices over Fashion Files just reminds me of the narrator from Kung Pao. <laughs> just like, he just punched out his stomach plug or some shit like that. Or he, no, he's like Master Tang, like the old guy yeah. in, in Kung Pao. Where he just like the voiceovers in Kung Pao in general is just Fandango, and that's that's why I think I find him so fucking hilarious because that movie is so funny to me. I will laugh. I can watch a movie a million times and it will always make me laugh, like every single time. But that's what it reminds me of, just like the kind of breathy, really like offhanded, casual way of saying things. I mean, he walks into the fucking room and clearly the room is fucking a mess. And Tyler Breeze has obviously been attacked, yet Fandango manages to be the most nonchalant person I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like in any situation. Like I fucking loved it. That and the Sami Zayn picture that just said generic. Yes, good stuff. I don't know. I think like, yeah, it would be like the weakest one, but it would still fucking great. The stick figures thing was funny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think just like the 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 tattooed legs, the fact that he was in a romp him yeah. was <laughs> made up for the the week that well also it was probably the weakest one because it was extremely short. Yeah, definitely. So, but he got that romp him from the new day the week before. Yes, that is true. It had there the little go. drawstring thing and everything. Perfect. But Fashion Files, pretty great. As always. Did you get to see Little Jay? You mean Jarius? The best? Uh, I, my note was Jarius is best. My note is just, oh my God, Little JJ. He's the amazing. <laughs> Did you see, um, or you don't follow Mojo Rally on Instagram, do you? No. Of course you don't. Mojo Rally posted pictures with him on his Instagram and they're fucking adorable. <laughs> Could you JJ. imagine though? They're really great pictures. It's amazing. That little kid, though. That little dude, JJ. Dude. Good stuff. Excellent stuff. That, that is the type of, like, 
little kid wrestling fan like not like like make a wish foundation genre that is the type of little kid that i need to see yeah that attitude is inspiring that's the type of shit that i love yeah oh for sure it it's great. like you can't just be cute but if you have that fucking like kid president charisma do you know who kid president is yeah i feel like i've i've seen kid president just that shit yeah it's great it's just like really enlightening and i really like it a lot like it's like Lil Mojo Rally. Um, I love Mojo Rally so much, John. I don't know if I've mentioned that in the past 10 minutes. No, you haven't. Okay, just wanted to remind you. Um, but that main event, 10, mi- 10 minutes of which was just entrances. Yeah, main event was uh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sami Zayn taking on Big Banter, the biggest breakfast of them all, Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, match ends with Sami Zayn. Pinning Baron Corbin again. So good can for Sammy. Can we talk about that pump handle gut buster? We can, if you would like. It was great. And that fucking clothesline that Sami Zayn did. Oh, his his patented crazy clothesline? Well, it was like, what was it? I think it was JBL was like, where did he summon all the power to knock him over? Like, clotheslines for breakfast. Um, <laughs> the end of the segment, Baron Corbin was just hitting everyone with the ladder, so... Ladders for breakfast. Ladders for breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> so um, basically at the end, uh, Shinsuke gets the case and everyone is happy. Or at least Shinsuke is. Um, I guess, you know, I'll ask you, um, who do you think's going to win money in the bank? I don't care as long as it's not breakfast. All right. Well, heard it here first. I mean, that's I hadn't really thought about it. I feel like I should have I should have expected you to ask me that question, but I don't. <sighs> Who do you think is going to win the women's money in the bank? I think, I want it to be Charlotte. Yeah, I think it'll be Charlotte. Well, it's definitely not Natty. No. Everybody's like, it's going to be Carmella. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I could. Car- Carmelsworth? <laughs> I'm so down. I looked up somebody in the system today at work that called, and their last name was Ellsworth, and I wanted to take a picture and send it to you, but I couldn't. Was it, in it fact, James sad. Ellsworth? What? Was it, in fact, James Ellsworth? No. I think it was like David and Leslie or something like uh-huh. that. Oh, but there's a guy that calls whose name is William Murray and he goes by Bill Murray. Of course he would. I would. And there's also a Rod Stewart that calls. Nice. It's great. I get real excited. Okay. 205 Live? Yes. Did you watch 205 Live? No. All right. I'm going to run through this. It was like it was like two matches though, wasn't it? Two matches and a promo, right? Um. Wow. Yeah, it was. Huh. Must That's have been crazy. good, though, if you thought it was longer. Um, so we open the show with Tozawa with Titus, and he says he's gotten him a match in the main event against TJP. And if he does indeed join the Titus brand, it will be, and I quote, rain in yen, hallelujah, rain in yen. Um, How proud are you of that not, joke? Not very proud because it really wasn't my joke. It was just something that Titus legitimately said on a WWE oh, really? programming. Yes. That's so fucking awful. Uh, Corey Graves introduces the new play-by-play person for 205 Live, uh, Vic Joseph. And uh, I liked his commentary. So there you go. <laughs> that's about well, it. Well, that's a thing. Um, um... Sad it breaks up the team of Tom and Corey. Team old school NXT. That's so, that makes me so fucking sad. Oh, wow. It's be like, you guys, we can't have you giggling audibly into the microphones like you've been doing. Please stop. Yeah, that's why they kicked them out. They're like, get out of here. Um, You know what they're talking, they totally would laugh in the, but you could hear them laughing. I think that happened on Raw or one of them. You could, you could hear the commentators like trying not to laugh i think it was raw because i think it was the Heath slater thing oh i think Corey was laughing come on Corey, get your shit together we had... do you think go ahead like i just want tozawa to be like in perfect english please stop trying to help to titus <laughs> uh we have perfect had... english perfect after like english. you had, get like this month lo- month long span of titus trying to awkwardly talk to tozawa like he can't understand him yeah uh, oh man. We had Cedric Alexander taking on Arya Davari, and I actually don't watch Arya Davari matches. Um and don't know if you guys knew that already. The other thing that happened in this match was Noam Dar came out with um FaceTiming Alicia Fox again and we did the stupid shit we did the night before. So oh boy, I really didn't watch this match. But I did see I will <laughs> say 
Arya Davari sell the sell job on the lumbar check was uh, fantastic. It was very funny and great. How much do you love that Arya Davari's gimmick is totally standard uh, Persian? I love it mostly because okay, don't know if you guys know this. John and I have a lot of Persian friends. We do. So when we look at that, it's like, oh, I definitely know a person that's like that. Arya Davari's gimmick is Bezad and AJ. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you don't watch those matches? Because you already know people like that? <laughs> I already know how the matches are going to turn out, yes. <laughs> it's just a bratty. Arya Davari 100% drives a beamer. Oh, probably. Completely. Uh, let's see. We had an Austin Aries promo where he comes out and says, I can't wrestle right now. I got to wait for test results. And then who the fuck cares? It's Tony Nese. Uh if there's one thing I like less than Tony Nese wrestling, it's Tony Nese talking. <laughs> and uh, he says some stuff. Shoot I don't know why that was so funny to me. Shoot week. Um, Jack Gallagher, or ooh, that is not how you say his name. Jack Gallagher comes out and he says, hey, Tony Nese, I heard what my good friend John Pingle just said about you, and I agree. And then he hit him with an umbrella, and that's basically what happened there. Um, then we get two, and I liked this. I like this a lot. We get two match announcements for next week. Now, this is a very like old schooly kind of Monday Night Raw, WCW Nitro thing to do is announce matches ahead of time. Not like ahead of time, like the day before, but like when the current show is happening. So next week we're going to have... they already do that sometimes? Yeah, they do sometimes, but... Oh, I... they do it. They do it for NXT. Yeah, for NXT when the show's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Mustafa Ali you just made the list. taking on the Legal Eagle, Drew Gulak, next week. Should be uh, pretty cool to see that match finally That'll happen. That'll be a must for me. And then we have Jack Gallagher taking on Tony Nese. Yep. Um, Silence. So I the the main event, uh, TJP versus Akira Tozawa, I, um, I started to watch this match. Is TJP still heel? I don't know what he is. I think did I th he dab in his entrance? No, he did not. Oh, he's still heel. Keep going this way, and you'll make your way onto my list, TJ. So I started to watch this match, and then the crowd started chanting for uh, CM Punk, and then the crowd started chanting for Corey Graves, and I said, "You know what? I'm done watching this," and I just stopped watching it. So I don't know what happened. Why were they chanting? Okay, not that I mean we all love some Corey. But... Yeah, I don't know. I just want Corey to like get on a loudspeaker and be like, "How rude!" <laughs> like, yeah, stop basically. it! What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with them? So we move on to like not even heel ass Corey Graves would take that and not be annoyed with it. We uh, move on to NXT, and um, this song is so unmemorable that I can't remember if they change it every week now or not. The cool. Theme, the theme song now, I can't tell. Yeah, I know because there's no pews. Um, let's see. Not going to mention that. We had, um, Authors of Pain against some jobbers, and they called out Heavy Machinery, and Heavy Machinery obliged, so it looks like we're going to get an Authors of Pain. We're going to get a big old Haas battle soon, so I'm down with that. We had, uh, Raul M Mendoza taking on the Velveteen Dream, and I watched this match mainly because I wanted to see how the Velveteen Dream I mean, we had seen him wrestle live, but not in full character. He wasn't fully Velveteen dreamed out yet. And uh, <laughs> he has a great elbow drop. That's his finish. Pretty down with it. If it's good, make it your finish, man. Yeah, it's definitely the finish. Especially um, if it's just an elbow drop. Yeah. Because life hack, elbow drop everything you hate. Indeed. Or standing moonsault everything you hate onto everything you hate. That as well. Uh, next week, we are going to have uh, Kiasius Ono taking on Alistair Black. And oh, that... like we haven't seen that before. Yeah. Oh, wait. I want them to scream, we used to be a tag team. I'm pretty excited for this. This should be super cool. Spoiler uh, alert, they used to be a tag team. Yeah, the main event was uh, Ruby Riot taking on Nikki Cross, also taking on Asuka, and it was a um, three-way elimination-style match. Uh, Nikki Cross, it, it was pretty good. I actually generally enjoyed this match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Ruby Riot gets eliminated first via Nikki Cross's crazy neck breaker uh, from the... She puts Ruby on the turnbuckle and does like a, a swinging neck breaker. It was pretty crazy. 
Damn. And it ends in a no contest. Um, and Nikki and Asuka fight all over the arena. And it ends up with Nikki cross-bodying Asuka off of a table through tables below them. It was pretty crazy. What? That's like some Lucha Underground shit right there. Yeah, basically. And that's... Uh, but but interesting. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Shoot week. And that's where, you know, all the shows we watch end. Now we have questions. I, like you started it by saying it was Nikki Cross and Ruby Wright. And I'm like, okay, how many times have we seen them wrestle? And you throw an Asuka. Yeah, throw an Asuka. Because why not, I guess. Yeah, why not, Ska? Why not, Ska? So questions from the Facebook. Holland asks, did you think Okada versus Kenny Omega Part 1 was ever going to be topped? Meltzer gave Part 2 six and a quarter stars. Is that well-deserved or is Meltzer just being a little extra marky for Okada Omega? So Meltzer we, can go fuck himself, we, honestly. <laughs> We had a New Japan event over the weekend in which um, an air guitar playing idiot beat the greatest wrestler Japan has ever produced, Tetsuya Naito, uh, for whatever reason. Um, whatever, I guess. Uh, but that, that event was main evented by Okada versus Kenny Omega part dose and it went to a 60 minute draw i have not had the time to watch this match yet i'm hopefully will be able to report back to you next week about it you know i just gotta watch an hour-long draw um and Meltzer gave the he gave part one six stars which is the highest rating he's ever given anything and then topped it with uh part two giving it six uh and a quarter so i just rolled my eyes so hard it hurt i actually i thought the oh, part one was good i didn't think it was well you know what we can i feel like we've had this conversation on here before but i, I pull up my programs list and i gave it uh four and three quarters so it was close to five but john scale is harsher than melt scale my my scales become very harsh and I'm very far behind on literally everything. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know, Holland. Is it well deserved? I can't. I can't say that. But and do I think Okado um, Omega Part One could ever be topped? Yeah, it was topped later in the later in the month by Naito versus Michael Elgin. I thought that was a better match. Fight me, please. So that, fight him. There you go. Uh, Holland also asks, "How do you feel about non wrestling news sources?" Getting dirt on random WWE superstars' personal lives. Oh, for example, the dumpster fire of a news site, Daily Mail UK, breaking the story about Bray, Bray Wyatt and JoJo. So apparently Bray Wyatt and JoJo were having an affair, and Bray Wyatt's wife has uh, has uh, filed for divorce. Um, how do I feel about it? I don't know. Anybody will do anything for anything. I'm so fucking disgusted. Yeah, it's pretty... We usually don't cover that. First... Okay, first of all, JoJo, she... Uh, I don't like her. The end. All right. She just is, is just immature. If you've watched Total Divas, you just... When she was on it, it's just... She just brings high school drama like she gets like these girly crushes on people and then she just does all that she just needs to grow up and it, it, she irritates the shit out of me but that and bray wyatt's gross see Fair. That, there's my feelings on that the Fair end enough. <laughs> hey i'm all for it uh jaren asked a question but since jaren doesn't listen to this podcast i'm not answering it um oh wendell has a few New Japan questions, and I would be more than happy to answer those. Because Wendell played Naito's theme song when he saw me once, and that's good enough for me. Predictions for the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Heavyweight. My goodness, that is a lot of words. Title tournament for the G1 Specials in Long Beach. Who advances and who wins? Very interesting. So, Marianne, I don't know if you know the brackets. Here are the brackets right now. We have... Michael Elgin taking on Kenny Omega. Jay Lethal taking on Hangman Page, who I'm very excited to see wrestle live. Actually, I'm very excited to see everyone wrestle live because I haven't seen most of them. Uh, we have Juice Robinson taking on Zack Sabre Jr. And Tomohiro Ishii taking on Tetsuya Naito. Uh, let's see. Omega will face Lethal. Robinson will face Naito. I'm going to say the finals is going to be Lethal, Robinson, 
with Juice taking home the gold. There you go. I just want Courtney to. Uh, is are you are you going to be with Courtney when you're there? Courtney is like, sitting next watching to me. It? Yes, I'm sitting next to her. She, we are sitting together. Okay, I'm going to make her videotape your reaction to seeing Naito in person. <laughs> I will. I will throw her phone across the arena. Please don't do that. <clears throat> I wouldn't do that. To I her. need. I need to see it. It'll be like that time you videotaped my response to Germany winning the World Cup. And I log rolled out of the room crying. <laughs> I was like, I was like a cartoon character. Uh, he also asks, will Cody Rhodes, quote unquote, steal a victory against the worn down Okada in Long Beach? What storyline would you like to see from it? Should it happen? Absolutely not. No. I was going to say, if this doesn't end negatively, because we know John's feelings about Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't hate Cody Rhodes. I just think him winning the IWGP title this soon be, ooh, i don't know i don't like it no i'm just gonna go with no that's what i'm saying um because i mean the only storyline that comes out of that is you would have to have i assume you'd have to have cody well because then what does omega do so is there dissension in the ranks i don't think uh, okada's not losing there's absolutely no way it would be shocking but we can't do that come on Come on, people. Can't have that. Um, that would be... He hasn't earned his place yet. Uh, I don't think. No, not in New Japan, no. Um, do yeah, you, from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Do you believe that Cody's quote-unquote disdain for the revival via the Elite YouTube episodes will be a setback or benefit Dash and Dashin upon their return to WWE in-ring action? I actually don't know what he said about them. And since Cody's not with the company anymore i think i think the revival will be just fine i think the only setback they've had is one of them got hurt i think that'll be the that only and setback for some reason we can't tell them apart i'm not the only person that can't tell them apart All i right. did tell you that you did um calvin Scott dawson is also a willy willy he is uh calvin asks thoughts on major sports titles getting championship belts from wwe uh should they include other sports and he put tennis golf and drum corps I think everybody should get a WWE title, honestly. Um, you're forgetting the most important sport. Soccer. Soccer. Football. <laughs> you were talking about uh, you didn't have time to watch a match that was going to be a 60 minutes into a draw. And I was like, oh, it's like watching 90 minutes to a draw in a soccer game. Well, I've done that before. I'm sure the 60 yeah, and minutes will go. you ahead of time. No, I'm sure the 60 minutes will go by very quickly when I watch that match. Yeah, I think um, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's a little cool thing that wwe does they just did it for the warriors and that was cool they do it for everybody that wins and i think it's awesome and yes they should include all sports though i don't know if any tennis players have logos that could go on the side so you i'm know. so disappointed in myself for stopping to think if that was a thing um i'm so i'm so mad at myself right now you got anything else um did you see chuck taylor's tweet when the warriors won no chuck taylor had said Right when the, it started, he said Warriors in five, and then he retweeted it when the Warriors won, and he said, hi, I'm clairvoyant, thank you. <laughs> that, and he uh, just tweeted about 20 minutes ago, hi, how are you? I am well. And that's all the tweets. That, that's all it said. Awesome. <laughs> I'm seeing him tomorrow, and I'm really excited. Sweet. I'm going to take really awkward pictures of him. I'm so happy. You guys have to keep a lookout for that. Oh, we will. It'll be so palpably awkward. So... You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can find those awkward pictures if you follow Marianne on Twitter at... Sailor Moonsault. I totally nailed that. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Guys, leave us a five-star review. It helps out. That'd be great if you could do that. And also, don't do don't do six and a half stars. Don't be a fucking mark. Yeah, give us the old fiver. The classic five-star. Also, Thanks. subscribe to us on SoundCloud, <laughs> soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music. Uh, you can find them on soundcloud.com slash finally north or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our awesome Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Uh, support TTR and all the other podcasts on Night of the Living Geeks Network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Huge shout out to my good friend Chris, who I will be seeing in a little over two weeks. 
Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Brazilian underscore Fury. He is our newest reigning and defending Patreon, and we appreciate him and his donation to the cause. Not sure what that cause is, but it's good. It keeps us. It keeps us running here. Is what it is. What it it, it does keeps us running. Keeps me sane. <laughs> Barely. So join us again next week as we talk about, well, we'll talk about PWG. I know that much. Yes. Hopefully it'll not be people are saying, oh, it's an underwhelming card, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y'all just say that because fucking Young Bucks aren't booked. Everybody else that's booked, Red Dragon, fucking come on, you guys. Should be a good show. Yeah. I'm going to wear my Dan Barry shirt. I did say that because the last thing everyone needs is to see 100 Young Bucks Bullet Club shirts on a pwg dvd fair you're welcome so there's only one thing left to do so man if you will ring the bell